0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 37 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Eat of Flights, Tights, and Movie Nights. Welcome back to the show, Eat. Hey, it's good to be back. It's nice to have you back. <laughs> Especially after all, all that that long talk about a, a little horse and buggy yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> So minute 37 begins with Neil finishing pay for the tickets and ends with a train whistle blowing. So yesterday we we had the point where Dell and Neil finally got to Stubbsville. We don't know how long it actually took them to get there. Maybe Owen took the scenic route. Maybe he didn't. We'll we'll never know. But thankfully, neither of them got frostbite along the way. (laughs) Yeah. So they get to the train station. Neil buys... The, the train tickets. And this whole minute we'll be dealing just with the two of them on this platform. It's, it's a very succinct minute, but it has some, some very important bits of dialogue along the way, because it's, it's very dialogue driven, the whole thing. And
1: and they, they must've spent a, a few minutes at the uh, trash can fire to, to melt the frost off their faces too.
0: Could be. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so Neil, thanks the, 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 person selling the tickets and then he reaches down to pick up his bags now did you notice that he reaches down twice (laughs) you'd think that if he's already reaching down once he's going to take both his bags at the same time but he he picks up each bag separately which I don't know just seems to me it's a little extra and then he he walks over to to Dell and says they didn't have two together and Dell goes you gotta be kidding me I knew it you know I uh, the secretary was new and I explained it. Now, one second. What secretary?
1: <laughs>
0: Do you have any idea what he's talking about?
1: Well, I mean, Dell seems to know everybody at this, uh, you know, in in the entire area around here from his No, but what travels. secretary?
0: Where where was he in a sec- Where was he in an office where he'd be talking to a secretary I mean, basically Dell said I think it was last week or maybe it was the week before You know that 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 he knows uh, Bert Dingham at the, the 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 train company that's able to 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 get them on the train Right and then Neil said that he'll be paying for it Okay fine But it's still very confusing So I mean at some point is, does this mean that Dell called up Bert Dingham in order to to order the tickets with his secretary but then if that's the case why is neil standing at the at the ticket counter is he there like just to pick up the tickets that were left for them and he's paying for them you think that's what it might be
1: i I think he was just like calling to check on the tickets like to make sure that they would be able to get a seat at all right interesting Okay, right, but it's just very strange that he just throws
0: out this whole secretary. I mean, even we'll get to the points in the script, but th- th- it's not even mentioned anywhere. Uh, anything about a, a secretary? You know, there's there's no conversation with a secretary along the way or something like that.
1: And I mean, Dell. Yeah, I've, I've, I've I think in another situation, I would almost say that he's just bsing Oh, it, for sure,
0: he's he's completely but... he's, he's he's completely. There's no question about it. Neil is lying to
1: him. Neil just doesn't want to sit next to him so he bought two random tickets. Well, I mean Dell is BSing the the whole secretary business, like him knowing everybody except in the context of this movie, it seems like Dell like is being completely honest and he <laughs> has been making these relationships with all these random people that they uh come in contact with.
0: It could it could be.
1: It could be but I mean, Dell comes
0: across as a genuine person. You know, he's not—he's not a guy who seems to embellish and make things up. He really does know the people. I mean, he knew Gus. You know, they're talking at the—you know—he goes to the motel and he's, he's he's talking with Gus. And I mean, in in the script, Gus even tells him that someone in the town died, and Dell knew the guy. <laughs> you know, it was just—you know—they mm-hmm. they were trying to show there how much Dell really is is a people person and you know he gets to meet people and, and know them and stuff like that so i he always comes across as being very genuine with with all of the things that he says and does so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he would make it up about the secretary i think that he really believed that he you know he did apparently get in touch with some secretary maybe it was with bert dingham's secretary and said okay you know make sure that we have two tickets and maybe maybe neil when he was at the counter, said, "Oh, we don't want them together. Give me two separate tickets." I
1: don't know. Yeah, and and like you're saying, I I definitely think that Neil is he he either didn't specify, or I wouldn't be surprised if he actively asked for two seats, not
0: together. No, he completely, there, there's no doubt in my mind that he asked for two separate seats. I mean, <laughs> we discussed yesterday how we we feel that Neil. And I agree with with everything you said. That Neil is a good person deep down, and just has trouble showing it in these situations because of everything that's going on with him and everything that's happening. But in this particular case, he just wants to get rid of Dell. He's he wants to he feels that that he can, you know he can he can do better on his own. Which as we'll see over the course of the next few weeks, that's not necessarily true. But let him at least believe that for the time being.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so then neil said i'm sorry and he goes yeah i think they're just full well it is the holidays i guess hey we're lucky we got a ticket yeah so if i don't see you again well i'll see you on the train you want to get together for a drink in the bar car now have you have you ever
1: traveled by train um i, I haven't traveled cross-country by train but uh, whenever I first moved to Chicago, I actually did take the, the Metra to and from work, which that's it was actually uh, about almost an hour train ride one direction. And then it was about a, a 30 or 40 minute train ride the other direction, because the other direction I was able to get uh, a more of a, an express route where it uh, skipped a lot wow. of the stops. Wow.
0: But I, I assume there wasn't a bar on yeah. on, on the Metro.
1: No not on the map right, so
0: I mean, a bar car is a car that they have on on that they used to have on trains where people can go and and buy alcoholic drinks or non alcoholic drinks if that's what they wanted to. They were very common in the heyday of of u s rail travel, which was mostly prior to world war two but uh, apparently since may twenty fourteen there are no longer any bar cars. That are still in use, which is actually quite interesting to know, that they somehow just stopped it.
1: Yeah, I think most of the time, and and like train travel, they refer to the dining car rather than the bar car.
0: Right, but I think I think they had both. That's the thing. I think the bar car is you know you just go there to to to, to buy a drink if you're on mm-hmm. the way or whatever it is, but the the dining car is where you're going to have your meals. So. I mean, the, the, the trip that they're supposed to be taking to Chicago is actually, I think we'll talk about it later this week, about the, the actual distance of where they're supposed to be going. But, I mean, it, it is a few hours of a trip. So you, you could theoretically go to, go to a dining car or you can also just go to the bar car. But basically, even after Dell mentions this, he gets brushed off by Neil, who goes, no, I'm pretty tired. I'm just going to get some sleep. You know, which again, he's completely brushing him off by saying this. There's no question about mm-hmm. that. This is not, you know, you, you don't. It's hard to believe that. I mean, yes, he did have a sleepless night until the morning when the two of them actually were sleeping quite peacefully. Who knows for how long? <laughs> who knows for how long they were actually sleeping so peacefully? But but they were sleeping peacefully. But you know, he still mentions the fact that he's still pretty tired so, I mean, this is probably
1: mid-morning. This is probably, what, like 10 o'clock? What do you think? Yeah, I would think so. I would imagine they got a fairly early start. Um, and then, you know, 30, 40-minute pickup truck ride. Right. Exactly. They were they, they diner at eight, the 10, beginning, eating, minutes. and then, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think it would be about ten, eleven o'clock in the morning, something like that. Yeah. Right. So it's it's surprising that that Neil would actually really be tired at this point. You know, it's just the beginning of the day or whatever it is, even if he didn't get such a, a great night's sleep or anything like that. But so he he just uses that again. It's just an excuse that he doesn't want Dell bothering him. And then Del goes, you sure? And he goes, yeah. Anyway, it's been interesting. <laughs> so Del then laughs and says, that's the understatement of the year. Thanks for the ticket. Now, what's interesting is that, you know, they're standing there at a station and they're there with Neil has his luggage. But where is Dell's trunk? You know, Dell is is standing there just holding his carry on luggage. But if, if Neil had just bought his ticket. You know, usually you can't check your bags until after you have your ticket. So what what did he do with his trunk? you Have any idea?
1: Um, I don't know. It could be like just off the platform, back behind. Right. I see something behind I, him I, that I it could see... be. Right.
0: I do see that. But you know, well, again, this was thirty five years ago. Today, no one would leave something like that unattended <laughs> <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> not just not just in the middle of Stubbsville, Wichita, <laughs> but you really wouldn't keep that completely left left out like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's just very interesting. And once again, you see that, first of all, Neil's pants are a little too long on him, long for him. They're, like, scrunched up at the bottom. And you get to see Dell's boots, which are, once again, not closed. He, he never seems to close his boots. He likes to keep them open, I guess, uh, you know, letting his feet air out a little bit more each time.
1: <laughs>
0: Who knows? So Dell then tells him thanks for the ticket. And Neil nods to him and starts walking away. And then Dell screams him, Neil, I need your address. I gotta send you the money to pay you back for this ticket. Wait, which is very nice of him. I mean, I think he is once again, we're gonna go back to the fact that I feel that he's genuine and he's sincere about the fact that he wants to pay him back. You know, he he's not trying to use Neil in any way, shape, or form. You know, he wants to actually pay him back. Now you'd think that he would have some sort of money. I mean, they did get robbed, but he he must have something somewhere. You know, I don't know. I mean, we did talk about the credit cards last week, so I guess that that's part of the reason why he doesn't he isn't able to he doesn't have anything to be able to to pay it. So just let Neil pay the way, and he'll he'll pay him back. And then yeah. Neil's response is, "No, nah, the ticket's a gift." And the way he says it Morgan makes it sound as if he's just trying to brush him off. He's like, All right, I'll I'll foot the bill for, for the train ticket. <laughs> Forget about it. Just Yeah, that's why we'll never have to interact that's right. with each other. Again. Just, just stop bothering me. I don't need you. And Dell's response is, No, 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 come on now. What's your address? And he goes, Dell, it's a gift. <laughs> Happy holidays. And it says, "Same to you." Now you can see that that Dell is not just disappointed by this response. He also looks as if he's a little hurt by by the way that it's being uh, said. You know, he
1: say I I read his face a little bit differently. I mean, I, I guess I could see a little bit of hurt in there, but it's more like he is. Yeah, I, I guess I do see a little bit of sadness in there, and a, a little more like disappointment, I think, um, rather than hurt. But it's like you can really see how much Dell cares for Neil as a friend at this point. Yes, and or as a companion. I, I think don't it's know, a combination. You know,
0: I'm not sure you'd say friend, but he feels sees him as a companion. He's he's enjoying Dell. Dell is enjoying himself through this. This journey yeah. that the two of them are taking together,
1: and I, I feel like on you can see on John Candy's face, it's it's a combination of all sorts of feelings. Like you can see the, the like affection, and I think you can see appreciation for the fact. Like he wants to believe that this gift is genuine, and it's like oh that's such a nice thing that he doesn't want to get paid back. You know, you know Neil is such a nice guy, right? And I'm never gonna see him again. And it's it's this. Oh, I'm I'm sad that I'm never gonna see this guy again. And I really felt like we were building a friendship together. like the start of a friendship. Right. Okay, that makes sense.
0: And then when when we see one of the final shots of Dell here, you can see in the background, we can we can there we can see once again that that flaming trash can, which. <laughs> <It's- laughs> It's just sitting there. <laughs> I, I guess it is to help keep people to help keep people warm. That's probably what it was. I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the safest thing that one can do, and one can have around these parts. But uh, it's there, <laughs> and it's something that most people would not notice unless you're looking at a movie in much detail, because it flashes by so quickly. So don't worry. I'm not going to give the you know the history of of flaming trash cans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i i think that i think that the way that they these two interact it's almost like an an overabundance of politeness where neil is he's too polite and he doesn't want to tell dell that he really doesn't like him and he doesn't want to have anything else to do with him and meanwhile on the other end of the spectrum dell is too polite to say that you know, he actually wants, he doesn't just want the address so he can send back the money. He actually wants to keep in contact with Nil because he likes him as a person and wants to potentially develop this friendship. That's right. He wants to cultivate some sort of friendship
0: with him because, you know, I mean, they've been, they've right now been together for 18 hours, you know, Mm -hmm. and they've, They've sort of gotten to know, or at least Dell believes that they've gotten to know each other. Yeah, I I I don't really believe at this point that they really have have gotten to know each other. They're 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 still feeling each other out to to understand who each of them are and what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it's all surface level stuff. You know, Dell. Yeah. Has been telling you know various anecdotes and, and but Neil hasn't really been listening to any of them. Right. And then Neil's Completely. probably been just barely giving out the the bare minimum of what he has to in order to, you know, again, be polite and not just right. shut down the conversation.
0: Right. I mean, I, I think you're completely right. The, Neil is, I mean, we, we talked about this yesterday, we talked about this a little earlier in this minute also, that Neil is deep down a, a nice guy. He's just in a really bad situation right now, and that's why he's acting the way that he's acting. You know, I think that in a normal circumstance, he would have been friendlier and, you know, he, he, I mean, it would have been less funny, but still. (laughs) So,
1: yeah. So, and then. At this point, um, how many times have they basically said goodbye to each other?
0: This is actually just, I mean, in this particular minute when they're saying goodbye to each other, because they haven't said goodbye beforehand. Okay, I, maybe, I couldn't maybe remember, on the plane? I, I do know Maybe maybe they said maybe they said goodbye after they they got off the plane? No. They they didn't show that.
1: Yeah, so, so I, I don't know. That, that's so I think question. maybe this is the first time that they actually say goodbye, but this is I did notice watching it the whole time this time through that they have several moments of saying goodbye to each other. Yes. Yeah, but it's because
0: Dell keeps bringing it up. Neil is trying to, to politely walk away,
1: but Dell just keeps dragging him back into the conversation. Or they keep running back into each other through other twists of fate and some right. cases. Right, exactly. That's true. And then we hear a train whistle blow,
0: and that pretty much ends this minute. It's actually a, a very good sound to end the minute. <laughs> you know, the way that they do that. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about this particular minute? No,
1: that's that's all the notes I have.
0: Okay, all right. So in the script, as every day I, I talk about the discrepancies between the original script, because did, did you know how? Do you know how long this the original edit of this movie was? Uh, it was like three hours was the original. It was close to four hours even, and they <laughs> apparently and they apparently filmed it all. So somewhere in some. Archive somewhere is sitting all the rest of that that cut film, which is probably deteriorating as we speak right now. And we will probably never ever get to see the full cut. But thankfully, the script that I have is the the final shooting script as far as I understand. And therefore, we get to see a lot of the scenes that they cut out. And for most part, I'm pretty glad they cut most of them out. Because Mm -hmm. they're, they're little bits and pieces here that are good, but they're not necessarily necessary. So in this minute, there are a few little discrepancies. When Neil says to Dell that he wants to sleep on the train, he says, I'm going to sleep if I can. But anyway, it's been kind of fun, right? Because in the movie, he says, it's been interesting. And Dell's response was, it was a laugh. Good luck to you and thanks. So in the final movie, he says, that's the understatement of the year. So that's a, it's a very slight difference. So it might have been something that this was ad-libbed, but but it works. You know, and then the only other thing in the script that doesn't appear here is Dell then says to Neil, "Well, at least can you give me your phone number so so I can find it if you got home okay?" Which for me, that really is grabbing for straws.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it
0: goes back to what you said that Dell wants to cultivate this friendship, and the only way that he can do it is if he can actually somehow get in touch with Neil and find him somewhere later on. Now, obviously, in 2022, this would be much simpler because you know, we we all have cell phones. <laughs> yeah, thirty five thirty five years ago, no one even knew what a cell phone was, or maybe they knew what a cell phone <laughs> was, but but most people felt that cell phones were just a little too expensive, and didn't didn't venture into to getting them. So yeah, those are the differences of in today's minute between the script and the final edit of the movie. So every day we do a segment called Off the Beaten Track, where either myself or my guest gives a little misadventure or adventure that, that we've had. And so, Bubbly, you got another story you want to tell us?
1: Yeah. One thing I always remember was back in my senior year of high school. And, um, it was, you know, I, I was in central Illinois and, you know, we were about hour and a half, two hours away from St. Louis there. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that, The the thing I always remember is I actually went took three trips to Six Flags that year Mm. because um, and two of them were through school. One time they had wait Six Flags in St. Louis. Yes, isn't there one near Chicago? Yeah, there's one near Chicago. But Mm. you know, whenever I was a teenager, I I lived in uh, Springfield, which is central Illinois. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and and it was about you know, hour and a half, two hours from St. Louis. Uh, we were about, you know, three and a half to four hours away from Chicago.
0: Mm, okay. All right. I'm, I'm not so that St- much on, up, up on, uh, on Illinois <laughs> geography. Sorry. <laughs>
1: um, and then, so the, the first trip was actually through, like the, they had a, like a science day to where it was only open for science classes and we had like little science experiments to do like um, you know, we had a, a thing that we can measure like the g- forces riding the roller coasters and you know a few other little mini experiments where oh, that's, that's you know, so amazing.
0: That, I had that also when I was when I was in twelfth uh, grade in, in physics class, we actually went to a, an amusement park near Cleveland called Cedar Point. Where also oh, yeah. we had we had to take with us, you know the 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 teacher gave us all assignments on figuring out the you know the forces the the centrifugal forces of, of the different rides and stuff like that. It was a fun trip. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah the, the, the I actually that one was one that I considered because the the next year I took a road trip with my friend. We went from you know Central Illinois to Cedar Point. Because at at that time, they had 13 roller coasters, which was the, the current world record of, you know, of the amusement park that had the most roller coasters, which I, I think they still hold a world record, but it's more than 13 now.
0: Oh, wow. No, I haven't been to Cedar Point in decades. <laughs> that was probably the last uh, time and- I was there. That was in 92. So it's probably <laughs> the
1: three, 30 years since I've been to Cedar Point. Yeah, I think I I would have been that that would have been like 99 because mm. you know my senior year was 98. Right. And um and then for our senior class trip, we were actually the the only class trip to organize a trip to St. Louis because typically the the senior trip they would just go to the the small local like miniature amusement park it's it had like you know a couple of water slides a mini golf course and you know i think um go karts mm-hmm. uh, and maybe maybe like one or two small carnival rides but it was just like a little small local thing but our senior class was the the first one that actually did the organization in order to like get get the charter bus and you know collect funds from all the students and they organized this trip to Six Flags St. Louis, so it was a, a bigger deal. Oh wow! And then I also went one time just with uh, I think either my family or my friends uh, in the summer, um, once again to to Six Flags St. Louis. So I always remember that as as being a you know a, a fun year.
0: Yeah, and especially
1: totally. with. With all the, you know, being senior year, graduating, all that, so I oh, always have very cool. fond memories of my senior year in high school because partly because of that.
0: Because you, you got to go to the amusement park three times during the year. That's great. Yeah. All right, great story. Thank you. So, uh, you want to tell people once again how they can get in touch with you?
1: Sure. the The easiest place to find me is where I'm is on Twitter, where I'm at Bubba Wheat. And I also have a podcast, which is slightly similar to this one, except instead of taking a movie minute by minute, I look at time loop movies, and I do them loop by loop. And uh, that is It's Time to Rewind, and that can be found on anchor.fm.
0: All right, excellent. While you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher you might be using to listen to this show. And to find me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Facebook, or you can go to our website. So just look for Movie Rob Minute. So until tomorrow, you're fine. You're fine.